Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Claire McKenna. Claire has worked in broadcast media for over 20 years and most recently presents News Talk's health and wellness show, Alive and Kicking. Claire is a qualified health coach and she encourages people to cut through the overwhelm of the wellness message by empowering them to find what nourishes them, mind, body and soul. In this episode, we're talking all about making that shift from punishment to nourishment. And there is no one size fits all when it comes to your health and well-being. And this episode is filled with tips and insights to help you on your journey and what works for you. As always, please let me know if you enjoy. But for now, let's get into the episode. Claire, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. And the reason I actually wanted to have you on today is I love your approach to health and wellness and particularly your message about nourishment, not punishment. And I think it's such an important message when it comes to all areas of our health. Would you mind maybe telling us a little bit about your experience with that kind of punishment versus versus nourishment in your own life and how you, um, I suppose, started this whole journey for yourself? Yeah, well, I suppose it just came down to the messaging. That was the only messaging I had around health was, you know, get out and exercise, count your calories, watch what you're eating. Um, And that to me was being healthy. Um, And I never gave it too much thought until I got into my 20s and I discovered the gym because I'd never really been into sport or anything like that. So I never naturally fell into to any one way of of living and I think sometimes when you are playing sport you're obviously getting regular exercise you're you know meeting your team members and something kind of kicks off so I didn't really have that but when I got into the gym I was like oh my god I I really love this and I, I loved setting the goals and I loved going and I loved watching my body change but I still had this mentality that it had to be really hard um, and I had to be restrictive. And if I stopped on the way home and met a friend and had, I don't know, I, I, I a coffee and a cake, I'd kind of ruined what I'd done before. Just all these little simple things that would be embedded in what you do. It wouldn't even be part of any decisions that you were making. Um, I definitely had that. So about four years ago, I was asked to present News Talk's health and wellness show. And I was delighted because it was a real personal passion of mine, health and and well-being. And I was sort of known for that among my friendship groups. But the truth of it was, I was very overwhelmed with the health message at that point. Um, I had lost my way completely. One week I was eating meat, the next week I wasn't. I was following the paleo diet. I just and I didn't even know why I was or what it was. And I was throwing like snacks into the um, trolley because it said certain things on the front. And it was just very overwhelming and not very healthy. Um, So I paired it all back. And over the last four years, I've gone on a bit more of a a journey with it all. And that's where I've ended up, that we should be focusing more on how are we nourishing ourselves because living with a restrictive diet and constantly at ourselves to get up, get out, do more, what aren't we doing actually has such a negative impact on our health. And that was not something I heard enough about until I had to discover it myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I feel like there's so many directions this conversation could go in. But I think as well, um, from what you said there, something that I can relate to everything you said there, but I struggled a lot with it. I think because the message is mostly about how our health is physically. So how we look, how fit we are, how strong. But it's so much deeper than that, right? It goes so much deeper than just our physical. It's our mental, it's our emotional, it's our spiritual health. Um, and one of, I think, the most important things for that is self-compassion and it sounds like you kind of got to a point where you were like right I actually can't do this to myself anymore I need to try and be a bit nicer to myself and nourish instead of punish how did you start being a bit more compassionate and nicer to yourself you know what I can be quite hard when we go from that restriction and punishment mentality to actually being sound to ourselves and giving ourselves a break and doing things that make us feel good I think the first step for me was throwing away any rules around food. Um, and it's such a big one because it really impacts on how you feel. And when your whole life has been full of food rules, that there's good food and bad food um, and you tend to be restrictive in your calories. When I threw that away, my energy levels shot through the roof. So all of a sudden I had more energy and motivation to get out for a walk or to do a gym class. And it was like turning a light switch on. Um, and it really was that silly. I mean, I would never have kind of skirted around having an eating disorder or anything. I love food. Going out for dinner is one of my most favorite things to do. I love cooking. It's huge in my family. You know, my mom loves nothing more than gathering people around the table. And it's something I can continue till now. But there were still lots of, of of rules and restrictions that I would have sort of had around that. So that was definitely step one. And when I started to make that connection between how I was nourishing my body, because I don't even like that fuel idea. I still think that kind of has this kind of connotation. But I mean, literally, it was what I was putting into the tank. I was starting to get out. So that was sort of step one. And then. Again, it was throwing away rules around movement and really tuning into myself. So waking up in the morning and saying to myself, how do I feel and what do I need? So if I needed a day of rest, even if I had a gym class planned, I'll cancel that gym class um, and I might just go for a walk or I might just do nothing. And that's OK, too, because I don't think we talk enough about the importance of, of rest and recovery either and how much our body needs that and see I'm so lucky with presenting alive and kicking I have you know three to four experts in health and well-being in front of me every week and of all of those for four years if you think about how many people that really is as well as the sort of podcasts and everything I listen to most of it boils down to the same thing over and over again the eating the rainbow the making sure you're getting your rest the stress management leaning into what lights you up and gives you joy in life and that's everything from endocrinologists to dietitians you know the whole gamut to the spiritual and and wellness community so yeah I've just started to really lean into that a little more and trust myself a little more in my decisions as to to what I need rather than thinking it has to be a certain way yeah yeah and I feel like don't you need some space to be able to, to kind of tune into what it is that you do need I I kind of remember struggling a lot with that myself and when I would look at like my self-care it would be very much the same around like punishment and I would need to make sure I was eating only this amount or I could have 80 percent 
healthy food and 20% I was allowed to have unhealthy food. And if I did the gym four days a week, then I was allowed to do this. And it was this rigid, exhausting, draining way of looking after my health. But I was kind of forgetting about me, like the us underneath it all, the bigger part of us and what we need. And I love what you said there about rest and recovery and I am sure like ourselves um you guys listening probably feel guilty for resting and sometimes you are so exhausted but there's that voice in your head that's saying no you've this to do or you've that to do or you should be doing this how has your relationship with rest changed I know you're a mom and you have a lot going on and you are presenting and you've a lot of work stuff how do you navigate letting yourself rest giving yourself permission to be like you know what I'm wrecked. I just need a break. I need to just sit down and take a load off. It is challenging because, you know, as a mum, there's always something to do. You know, they're always there looking for me or, you know, needing to be picked up somewhere, brought somewhere. You know, there's always something in the house to be done. Um, So there's that. Then like I kind of work for myself. So there's always something I could be doing, whether it's like sorting out my accounts or, you know, something really boring or reading ready for my interviews on Friday, whatever it is, there's always something that I'm leaving, but I do really prioritize it. I do. I, I I prioritize it in early nights and things like that. It's kind of hard for me to sit in the middle of the day um, and do nothing. But if I really feel that tiredness, you know, I will do it. I think one of the hardest things for us now is not bringing our phone with us because, that's like a neural pathway I have in my head. And I, I think it started when I had the kids and I used to be up feeding in the night and then I'd be wide awake. I'd settle them back down again and then I'd go on my phone. And that just became, and you, I think we all know, it kind of gives us that dopamine hit now. It's nice and pretty to look at. It's like flicking through a magazine, going through social media. Um, so I still very much have that. But I do find, if I really am honest, it's quite draining it's a it's a draining relaxation. So if we sit down with a cup of tea and our phones, which I, I tend to do, or I say, I'm just going to go down and lie down on the bed for a minute. And then 45 minutes later, I'm still looking at what the Kardashians did over the weekend. So there's where I kind of would struggle. But I've started to try and eke out times of my day. So I, I don't think this works for everybody. And it certainly depends on you know, where you're at, whether you work shift work, whether, you know, you have kids or whatever. But I like to get up early in the morning before everybody else and just sit. And that's my kind of tune in time. Now, I don't do it all the time. Again, if I am exhausted, I just won't do it. I'll say, right, that's not today. But that's a kind of a fill yourself up time. Again, it's really hard not to start checking in on the phone, especially if I'm playing the nice music off Spotify. But that's that's one of the times I really try and do it, even if it's 15 minutes. Um, and in the evening, I don't bring the phone into my room. So that's a time where I just light a few candles, I hop into the bed. I love reading. Um, so I might be reading a workbook, but nine times out of 10, I'm just getting lost in some kind of fiction. And that's my time. And that means that I know I'm going to get the most restorative sleep, because if I do have the phone there, and I'm kind of throwing things into a shopping basket on one side and going back into my WhatsApps and whatever. I, I do tend to become more alert and it's harder for me to sleep. So that's how I do it as opposed to, you know, 
sitting down and, and resting in the day. I have my few silly TV programs that I watch and I don't. People call them a guilty pleasure. I would never feel guilty. Sometimes I am just taking in. We all are taking in so much information all of the time. Sometimes I just need to sit and vegetate for a little while. Um, and yeah, I do. I do really prioritize that. and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I so agree with our phones. Um, and one thing, my my speciality or what I teach is kind of meditation and mindfulness. And I am always saying to people, we have no space or time in our life where there's no noise. Like we're on a walk listening to a podcast, we're watching TV, we're on social media, we're getting notifications from our emails. We wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is check Instagram or check our WhatsApps. And I feel like we just feel quite disconnected when we don't have that space in our life. Um, And I love to look at self-care on like three pillars, like our usual, like your pillar one is like nutrition and hydration. Your pillar two is movement and sleep. But your pillar three is connection to yourself and like something bigger than you, your soul, whatever you want to call it. And from my experience in nursing, and I was a GP nurse for a long time and seeing patients come in who are quite stressed and overwhelmed, it was often lacking that third pillar, that space and connection to themselves with no noise where we're not hearing what other people are talking about or doing or telling us we should be doing. Um, and yeah, I just think, I just think it's, it's one of the most important things that we can do. So I love that you've said there that just having that space and that bit of time, even in the mornings, even if it's 10 minutes, it doesn't have to be a huge chunk of time or have this mad two hour morning routine where you have like loads of stuff you do or even like a walk Um, I love going for my walk and just leaving my headphones at home sometimes I just go out just me and I just listen to the sounds around me and kind of let myself decompress and whatever's going on in my mind sink in and I find that it really helps yeah and sometimes I just turn everything off in the car and I just drive in silence and it's it's so nice um to do that and like look much as I love listening to a podcast on a walk I think even if at one point in the walk you just stop for a minute and and kind of take it all in and and have a few deep breaths but I kind of think it comes from spending that time checking in and going how am I am I okay and what do I need because it just crops up subconsciously so sometimes I'm in the car and I'm like oh I can't take in another piece of information um and I just will turn it off then and I'll take a few deep breaths and I'm like, OK, yeah. Or even, you know, I'll put the book down in bed at night and I'll just like look out the window at the clouds going by. And I, I do think it's really important um, and I do really seek it out. And look, we all forget. I mean, I don't want anyone to be listening to this thinking, oh, my God, she has this sussed. Like, you know, I let these things go and find myself kind of back to being stressed and overwhelmed and and all of that. But when you kind of know what your foundations are, you can return to them or something will pop up like a couple of weeks ago. um, My sister-in-law said there's a lovely summer solstice night going on close by. Do you want to go? And we went and it was really nice. We did yoga. There was an ice bath. There was a sauna and there was a bit of meditation together. Um, it's beautiful, sunny evening, walking there, walking home, meeting all the other people there, that kind of sense of connection. And like I was elated for days after it and really sort of calm inside. And sometimes you need to be reminded because I get so caught up in, 
you know, I'm so busy and the kids are so demanding and life is so full on and I just have to go to bed and I just have to go to bed. And you're you're actually, even though you are taking rest, you're not filling yourself up properly. And when you go and do it, then you really notice it. So look, I'm still, you know, evolving and changing and learning. And every week is is different as the demands of, of every week change. But essentially, I kind of know what to come back to time and time again. Yeah, absolutely. And what you have to give on any given day changes, right? Because you're not always going to have the same amount of time, the same amount of energy. Um, and I think, again, like you said, back to rules, of course, with what we eat and and um, around our exercise, we need to remove them, but also removing rules around like there's no such thing as failing at self-care or you're not doing enough it's like no it's what you can do on any given day and then pull in that self-compassion piece where it's like okay that's I did my best that is enough um and I always talk I've talked about loads in the podcast but I found self-compassion really hard to cultivate for myself I was just really hard on myself all the time anytime I didn't do enough self-care or I didn't train enough for food it would just be this constant critical narrative inside my head and um, so I use my younger self I even have a picture of her on my desk and I always think of her I'm like okay what am I saying to her what would she how would she feel if I spoke to her this way and I find it so helpful but we need more people to be telling us you know that they're all over the place as well you know that like even when you said it's great to hear you don't get up and have this big two-hour routine because that's sort of what's coming through on TikTok or coming through in Instagram that these people, you know, get up and they meditate for 15 minutes and then they make their green juice and then they do half an hour of yoga and then they wake up their kids and they serve like the granola they made like that Sunday. And like, you know, it's a lot. And like for those people, like hats off, that's amazing. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to demonize anybody, but like we're all just doing enough to get by. And I, I, I think, you know, there should be more about that message. Snatch little moments because otherwise it's really demotivating if you think the only thing you need to do is is two hours and if you're not you're you're failing so you're right you just have to kind of switch it and say you know I'm doing enough but be really conscious of why we're doing these things we're doing these things to feel better in ourselves to have greater energy for our mood to be lighter um I mean sometimes I think it's nearly too much for people to think that we are investing in our in our later health I don't even know if we can go that far with it but they're definitely more positive reasons than I need to lose weight I need to sort myself out I hate who I am now I'm so crap at all this like they're not motivating statements to make so it's just leaning into something a little gentler I think yeah absolutely absolutely and I think as well something that I speak to a lot of people about and they struggle with is especially when they have kids the guilt of putting away or aside time for themselves when they feel like they should be giving it to their kids or to stuff at home um, and I can't I always say I can't relate because I don't have kids but I do know that when I do have those little moments of time for myself and I have a little bit of self-care or if like you said that you went to that lovely summer solstice event if I do something like that kind of over the course of a month or something my relationship is better my work is better I have more energy for my friendships I I have so much more to give and I know we hear it so much and it's like oh really you're saying that again but like it's the filling your cup analogy it, it's it's so true because if you even can do the little things along the way it does mean you have more to give but I know that guilt is really difficult especially with kids and 
essentially like your kids do come first so much because you are the person who's looking after them do you have any tips for any moms who are listening to this who are struggling with putting themselves and their self-care in the mix as well yeah and look it's really hard like it is because you know especially if you've got really small babies that are being fed through the night um your day is starting at five six in the morning you know it is seemingly impossible to find time for yourself um so I, I do totally get that. Um, and there were times where I would have, you know, done less because it was all about the kids. So it, we're just ebbing and flowing with our own lives, as you say. But I think we need to stop giving ourselves such a, a hard time as well. I think, you know, life is hard at the moment because in most families, two people are working. So, you know, a lot of people are working full time and raising kids you know, they're trying to do their best. They're trying to keep their relationships going, their friendships, their own personal life aside from all of that and be the best parent they can be. I mean, that's just really putting a huge amount of pressure on ourselves. So I would have always tried to make sure that we had little moments in the day. So meal times are always really important to me that we at breakfast in the morning, all of us around the table. Um, you know, me and my husband aren't allowed to be checking our phones um, and the same in the evening. Dinner is really important. Everyone comes together. Everybody has dinner. We talk a little bit about our day. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, look, the kids are older now, but there were times where my two would just be laughing about the word poo for, you know, the whole time. And like, we'd be tearing our hair out and then I'd be getting mad and everything. Like, so don't think we were all like the Brady Bunch there, like swaying and and singing. But like, that was essentially our plan was to come together Um and everything else, the, the TV was off, the phones weren't around. Um, and I would have always read a story to my kids going to bed. And even now we still read a chapter of like David Williams or whatever it is that they're into. So at least I can say to myself, look, there were three times today where I really connected with my kids and I gave them my full attention. Like not to mention all the other stuff you're doing, like the shopping, the cooking, the picking up. All of that is kind of par for the course. But that connecting with them and spending time. OK, there were, you know weeks on end where the paints wouldn't come out because I wouldn't want the mess or I might not do Play-Doh or Lego, like, you know, a course, or I'd sit down and say I'd play with them and actually I'd just start tidying up stuff around them. So, you know, I, I am that mum, but I always knew I had spent that little bit of, of time with them. Um, and especially at bedtime, they do tend to sort of tell you a lot of things. Um, and even now, like they're 12 and nine and they still hop into the bed at night and you know we'll have a little chat about the day so they're the kind of times that I would strive for um and and that kind of helps me to relax a little bit but I think we have to get better at asking for help and saying you know I'm not doing very well like I need to be able to get out so like tell your partner tell your family get somebody on board like you know if your sister is in the same boat and she's a mom, get her, book yourselves into a class, say on a Wednesday night, we are going to do this together. This is my walk night. And it becomes a non-negotiable because, you know, I don't really want to generalize because it's it's very different in every house. But, it, you know, in a lot of, you know, moms that I would know, they'd be kind of complaining, you know, that their husband's not around enough, that he's working long hours, but then he always plays his football. And then, you know, and I think, well, you know, good on him, like, you know, let him do that, but make sure you're getting your time too. And don't be afraid to ask for the, for the help. Um, 
and we do tend to prioritize resting the most like we just think we're exhausted so all we can do when the kids are in bed is just sit and turn on the tv and of course that has to happen we've already spoken about the importance of rest and not feeling guilty about that but sometimes you can restore yourself way more by getting out and having a laugh with a friend or going out for a walk and like looking at the sea or you know going out and grabbing a pizza and you know meeting somebody you haven't seen in a long time like these are all just as important and getting away from the house and leaving some dishes on the table so that you can go and restore your energy levels. Because I find the less you do, the more tired you actually get. Um, and it's it's finding a balance because I, I often come back and give the example of Dr. Mary Ryan. She's a, an endocrinologist, so she's a, a hormone specialist. So she has women coming to her all the time and they're saying, Oh, Mary, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm absolutely exhausted. You know, what can I do? I think there's something wrong with my thyroid or, you know, my hormones. And she will say, well, OK, well, before we even do any blood tests, tell me about your week. And a lot of them are getting up at five. They're running five mornings a week. They're going on to work full time. They do the kid pickups Um, they do most of the stuff at home. Um, And I do think there's like it's there's there's so many things that we're working against. Like, you know, I know a lot more dads and this is obviously only in a, in a heterosexual relationship I'm talking about any relationships but there's one person who takes the maternity leave and often you'll be off for three or six months so by default because this happened to me you become the house manager you become the expert on the kids the expert on the running of the house and you just start doing it all of the time but it's that question again how am I and what do I need that's grand for a certain amount of time but it can't go on forever so you know, once I kind of sat down with my husband and said, Do you know, what? like, I don't really think this is fair anymore. Like, I've gone back to working full time and um, we are both running our own businesses. I was like, how come it's not OK for you to leave the office to collect the kids? And yet I'm breaking my neck coming back from town every day. And he was like, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that. And then that changed and then we shared and then it became more 50 50. And then I'm going easier on myself. I'm more appreciate appreciative of him. Everybody wins, but you have to ask for the help. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can tell by the length of my answer that it is a very complex area and there is a lot going on. And I know there are some people who are doing it on their own or there are financial issues, which means one parent, you know, has to be working really hard to do the financial side of things and somebody else is at home. And, and I do really get that. But even if it's just one morning a week, you go for a walk by yourself and one evening a week, you do something with a friend or even as a couple. I think it's it's really important. We kind of say in our heads, oh, no, I don't want to bother so and so. And we don't we can't, don't have money for a babysitter or we can't. And sometimes you, you, you find a way and you really reap the benefits. And I think as well that when it comes to doing stuff, there's always like that little bit of resistance that comes with like say you want to go to a class and you're like oh that feels like a great idea but when the time comes you're like oh no like I'll just I'll just stay here I shouldn't do that or I shouldn't and I always um it's why I'm such a big fan of mindfulness because now I I kind of watch that little voice in my head that resists doing that stuff that I know deep down will help me a lot and will make me feel better um but I always like to bring it up because I'm like it's so normal to feel that resistance to doing the things um and I was only talking to a woman at the start of this week and she was saying exactly what you said there about how she 
doesn't have much time in the week and she doesn't know how she could possibly fit it in. And we were just speaking about using like even your planner and just picking on a Sunday, sitting down and going, okay, can I take 30 minutes for myself on one day this week um, to do something and just writing it in like it is a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment. And like you said there, it, it's a non-negotiable for you because it is as important as the other kind of health appointments and and like you said it gives us energy I feel like we get such a sense of purpose and um like you kind of tune into more to like that life force energy not energy we get from food or from hydration and stuff but like that energy within you where you feel kind of more alive and more purposeful and you have connections and stuff outside of all of the the stuff you need to be doing all the time yeah and I think people don't realize we we have this negativity bias in our heads and it's there from, you know, our time where we lived in a cave. So that, you know, if we thought to ourselves, maybe I'll pop outside the cave, our head was like, oh, no, you better stay in here because God knows what was going to go on out there. And you only went out, grabbed a bit of food and headed back to the cave. But obviously we're safe now. We can go out, but our brains haven't evolved. So we do constantly get this. Oh, no, I won't bother. Oh, no, I just don't think. And like it happens to me all the time. If I have an evening class booked in, I'll just say all day. I mean, literally, as I'm like getting into the car to drive to it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I think I'm a bit tired. I don't know about this. And I just keep saying it, but I just keep going. But it does come with practice when you keep asking yourself, how am I and what do I need? You kind of know when you're really physically tired because you can look back over the few days or the bad night's sleep you had or whatever it was. And you can kind of say, OK, look, I'll cancel tonight, but I'm definitely going tomorrow or whatever it is. But look, nine, you know, nine times out of ten, I'll just push through and it's absolutely fine. The odd time I let myself off. But sometimes I say, look, I've too much on today. I'm not going to do that. And I'll end up regretting it. So you're constantly kind of assessing yourself and not in that negative self-critical way, but going probably could have done with that class. You know, I, you know, I feel more tired going to bed last night. So you're really kind of tuning into yourself all of the time. But like, especially now in the summer, I think there's people will resonate with, you know, like dinner passes in the house or whatever. And you're like, I think I'll just chill out. But you go out because you've said you've made a friend and you're thinking I could really do without this. You go, you walk the beach, you come back, you're absolutely buzzing and everything in life is possible. So yeah, we deserve that feeling. And if you are a really busy person, parent, make sure you take that time for yourself because we all deserve that little endorphin rush. Yeah. And it'll make things feel better at home and, and around you as well. Um, I do. I go to a women's circle on Port Marnock Beach. I started going probably this time last year, maybe. And I remember the first one, I had all those resistant thoughts. I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to be sitting by myself and no one's going to talk to me and I'm going to look like a weirdo and I'm going to hate it. And it was this constant <laughs> dialogue in my head. And I remember one Wednesday, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm going to see what happens. And if I don't like it, that's absolutely fine. And I went and of course I ended up absolutely loving it. There was like some yoga, some breath work, went for a little walk on the beach. And I always, that's why I love talking with that little, that negativity bias, that resistance that comes up within us that on the other side of that, there's actually a lot of good stuff waiting for us and a lot of fun things and enjoyment that we can have and maybe just try it, just give it a go, see what happens. Or sometimes I'll do, like if I really don't want to exercise, I'll be like, okay, why don't we do 10 minutes today? If you still feel wrecked, you can just leave. 
because sometimes I find it hard to kind of judge am, am I tired or am I just kind of drained from my work day and training is exactly something that will help me so I go do 10 minutes and at most of the time like you said I end up feeling really good and I'm like no nah, I'm gonna stay I'm gonna do this because I know it's what I need yeah and it's reframing why you're doing it as well you know going from that like I need to sort my body out I need to you know change you know everything about me is wrong you're going you're like this is my time you're driving to that beach for that walk and you're like this is my time this is for me I'm doing this for me and that's nourishing you know it's not all about just nourishing food it's nourishing your mind your body your soul so where are you taking in information what podcasts are you listening to what social media feeds are you scrolling through what is it that you're watching on TV but also where are you spending your time if it's all about work and all about family where are you in in all of that you deserve something so if there's something that you love in life make sure you're fitting that in and and start really small start with half an hour start with 15 minutes but you're right push through because on the other side there's there's great joy and and it kind of lights everything else up like there's time sometimes I'll go out with the girls it happened at the weekend um and just having a great laugh and a great catch up and you know lovely meal and you know it suddenly hits me I love my life mm-hmm. I love my husband I love my kids aren't we so lucky aren't we so great like sometimes you need to step away from it and I mean don't get me wrong I do say it to them every day as well but you just get a real whack of it yeah. you, you need to step away sometimes to really appreciate what you have absolutely and I feel like it changes how you feel on the inside and then naturally what we see on the outside changes as well like when we're feeling kind of really low and and everything feels heavy and hard it's really hard to to feel or to see anything different outside of us whereas like that when you go and you do something and it shifts your energy you you have a laugh you have a bit of joy and a bit of fun it the way our mind works it will then highlight all the other stuff that actually is good in our lives um and I always, I always try and remind myself that I'm like, okay, everything around me feels really hard and looks really bad. I need to try and shift how I feel on the inside. And then I'll be able to see things a little bit differently on the outside. Um, whereas I used to try and change everything on the outside of me to feel better on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, we all go through tough experiences, tough times, stressful moments, but something else I've sort of learned over time is, you know, this too shall pass. And, and it does. And you can be really stressed or really upset about something. And I just say to myself, I'm not going to feel as acutely stressed or sad in three months time, in three weeks time, in three days time. This is going to fade. And, you know, there are certain things that happen to us, you know, that are always going to be with us. But it does. It does pass. And I do. I do often say that to myself uh, if I'm in the midst of of something but again then I start to really rebuild how am I sleeping how am I eating when was the last time I had a bit of fun when was the last time I had time really to myself when did I really check in um and am I being present in in everything I have right now and really making the most of us because our heads can kind of run away with us a little bit and kind of pulling them back to to the present moment and the really simple things. It sounds so obvious, but it's not easy to do, but just sort of having that in the back of your mind all the time. Um, Cause that's the other thing about the health message. You're kind of told you need, you know, this amazing gym kit, this amazing trainer, it's amazing, you know, 
trip away and you know all of those things are fantastic as well but it's it's the simple things and it's sort of taking your cup of tea especially now in the summer in the morning and just sitting and listening to the birds singing for 10 minutes will make a massive difference to how you feel um so yeah make sure you're you're trying your best to take that time yeah and I love um one of my favorite practices one of the things I've done kind of from the very beginning when I was struggling with my health and a lot of life stuff was I really tried to lean into trying to practice a bit of gratitude and not in a like toxic positivity way in that okay I can only see good in my life but in a way to kind of expand what I was seeing around me um and I don't know have you watched the documentary with Phil Stutz on Netflix um and Jonah Hill I don't think so. It's brilliant. So he's a therapist. He's Jonah Hill's therapist. And he came up with these set of tools. Um, and he has been a therapist for years. And he found that he was seeing so many patients. And while it was great to kind of listen to their problems and stuff, he had nothing to give them to help them shift how they were feeling outside. So like when hard things happen in life, they had no tools to change or to kind of help them step through it. Um, so he developed these five tools. And one of them was called the gratitude flow. And he basically, the way he explained it was brilliant. He was like, when, when our mind is stuck in quite a, quite a low place and like a lot of worry and anxious thoughts and stuff, it feels like there's this black cloud on top of us and it just darkens everything. Everything feels heavy. Everything feels really low. And he's like, but above that cloud is the sun. And he talks about the sun being like our main source of energy. It is source energy. And he talks about how he would get his patients to practice gratitude, nearly like connect and break through that cloud with the sunshine. And it was just little things. He was like, okay, I want you to, whenever you feel kind of negative or you feel really low, he's like, I want you to just think of that gratitude flow and just think, okay, can I just see a dark cloud or can I see up to the sunshine and can I connect with that greater force, that life force energy? Um, And he was like, I want you to just pick five things, really mundane, basic things that you take for granted all the time the fact that you are able to have legs to go for a walk, your eyesight, maybe your morning coffee. And he said that he would see such a huge difference in his patients because anytime they would have a, a low thought or a worry, they would go immediately and go, no, okay, I'm going to practice my gratitude flow and just strengthen that connection. And the more we practice it, we build that neural pathway and it helps us to feel more kind of positive about life and notice the good things as well as the bad things because there's always both right there's always hard things that happen but there's also really good small moments that are all around us but sometimes they're really hard to see and having that little practice just writing down a few things that we can take for granted that were given to us can really help us change that um and that's why I'm always like gratitude has been it's been a huge tool for me in terms of health and wellness and shifting my mental health. And I know sometimes people can think, oh God, I mean, you know, that's, a, I like, there's a lot going on and, you know, I find that the news is quite negative at the minute and there's a lot of people really struggling. So it feels really far away to be waking up and, you know, being grateful for your eyesight and grateful for, you know, that your legs are, are working and that feels too far away. But I think people really underestimate that the negative is actually flowing through their head all the time. Like, here we go again. And, you know, negative self-talk about our appearance, negative self-talk about where we're at in life. I have to do this again. I'm so stressed. I'm so fed. Like, all of that is really impacting on your 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 energy levels and how you feel. So to replace that with something else, um, it, it becomes a, a habit that after a while, 
you don't even feel you don't really have to make as much effort. Like I catch myself sometimes. I remember one weekend um, I had arranged to do a, a, a lovely hike with News Talk listeners. Um, and like I was really excited to do that. But obviously it's a big deal. You know, you're, you're sending out all these invites and, you know, people are going to show up and you're responsible and there's a lot of things to coordinate. So I had that in my mind and it was a sunrise thing. So we were meeting on the Sunday morning. And on Saturday, this reminder came through on my phone that I had tickets that I got my mum for Christmas to go to a Strictly Come Dancing gig in Dublin that night. And I was like, oh, no, totally forgot about that. Now I'm going to be getting into bed late. I have to get up early tomorrow morning, do this hike. And like this kind of negativity came in. And like, I know it came from a good place that I want my energy levels to be right. I want everything to go well. I want everyone who's coming to enjoy it. But I got into this is this loop. I have to go to this bloody thing now and then I have to get up and do this bloody hike. Like this is the way I was. And I went with my mum. And like when I think about how we arrived, even me and my mum, like we were quite stressed kind of getting there. Like we rushed there and I was like, sit down and come on, mum, will you come? You know, all this kind of thing in from the Helix car park because that energy starts to sort of seep in. And we sat down. And we had a great night. It was fab. You know, it was a real feast for the eyes, you know, music, dance, all of that. We had a lovely night. We had a great laugh. And I was like, God, how lucky am I to spend time with my mom like this, to go to something like this? I was brought completely to another place. Like my dad died a couple of years ago. I'm like, don't underestimate your mom sitting here beside you in good health. What the hell are you doing? And I got up the next day, went to the hike and sunshine people were amazing hike was brilliant everything came together and I was just annoyed with myself that I hadn't enjoyed that every step of the way it was only when I got to both of those things did I fully relax and enjoy them and I only give that example because I think it happens to so many of us in so many of the things that we do you know the bloody traffic the annoying boss the kids are doing my head in like don't think that all these things don't pop into my own head but sometimes you need to step back and say, God, how lucky am I to have these experiences, to be doing these things? Because ultimately, the family we have, the job we have are based on decisions we've made. And OK, maybe if something keeps popping up, you have to really think about, you know, do you need to make changes in your life, whether that's your job, whether that's your relationship. But ultimately, most of the time, we just need to be moving into a bigger place of gratitude and realizing everything that we already have because mm, life is happening now it's all there is now there's our mind will take us to the past our mind will take us to the future but ultimately the present moment is all we have and I also think with gratitude it, it takes conscious effort like I find that I have to consciously every day remind myself to look for the good things and I find sometimes even like if I'm if I'm early to something and I'm feeling a bit kind of low and a bit like 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 you said there with your experience with your mom I'm kind of I, I I'm very aware now of when I'm focusing on the lack and what's missing and kind of if I get into that space of oh I have to do this and I have to do this I'll take out the notes on my phone and I'll use the five minutes I'm like okay no I'm just going to find some appreciation for the smallest things and I always try and reach for stuff that feels easy and sometimes that's literally my dog and the fact that she came in this morning and jumped all over me and just looked so happy but teeny teeny tiny things and like that then like you said then you you saw so much more good and, and more and more grateful thoughts started coming to you being like 
oh, well, I have this time with my mom and I, this is not something I can take for granted or things on your hike that you notice that maybe you wouldn't have previously. Like we can have, it's mad, we can have two very different experiences of the same moments. And I think it does require some intention and being like, okay, what? I'm going to focus on what's going well in my life as well. You know? Yeah, because I would always have been a big goal setter and like there's a huge messaging now around manifesting and, you know, but it's always looking for the next thing. And I mean, if you really read up properly on the idea of, of, of manifesting or the power of positive thinking, it's all about being happy with where you are right now um, and working on your 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 own self-worth. You don't necessarily have to be striving, striving, striving. But I, I, I would have probably been that sort of person. And I remember saying to my husband one day, I don't know whether we went off to do some sort of course or something together. And I was like, I need to be more specific about my goals. I mean, I just really do. That's obviously, you know, I'm not putting the right message out to the universe. I mean, you know, I want to be a TV presenter. And he was like, Claire, you you are a TV presenter. And I was like, I am actually. And I, you know, because I didn't have the Claire McKenna show and wasn't James Corden heading off to America, I wasn't appreciating that I was working on TV on a regular basis and that that was a scale I had down, that I had connections all over the place um, and that that had once been a dream of mine because I just kept saying, well, it's not big enough and it's not bright enough and I'm not doing enough. And I think we all find ourselves in that way. And it's just really important to check yourself and and, and bring it back. Yeah, because the goalpost always moves, right? You yeah. get to that next thing that you want and you're like, OK, what's next? And there's always more you could be doing. But once we get OK with I'm doing the best that I can, you know, that that's enough. You know, being good enough is enough. Forget all the noise to be good enough and feel content in yourself is massive. But it's a bit boring for the gram. So they kind of, you know, make it look like you should be leaping up mountains left, right and centre. And if you want to do that, go ahead. But, you know, that's not an everyday thing. Sometimes getting up out of the bed and pasting a smile on is enough of a mountain. Yeah, 100 percent. I love it. Um, And I know we're coming up to the end of our chat, but I wanted to ask you, you've been presenting um, your health and wellness show for a good few years now. Would you have one one thing that you heard on the show that was like your biggest takeaway someone you interviewed said something about health and wellness and you were like wow that really kind of struck me or it was a lesson for you or something that you've kind of taken with you I know I'm putting you on the spot here because I didn't put this in <laughs> like it, it, it pretty much happens to me every week that I get a reminder um I mean last week um I had an interview with a lady called Venetia Quick and her husband had um, lung cancer. And when he was diagnosed, they sort of said, you know, you five, five years, we'd imagine it's inoperable. She did a Google. It said 18 months. She was kind of setting herself up for that. And he died of a heart attack five months later. Um, and that will really remind me of how lucky I am that I'm in good health, my husband is in good health, stop worrying about, you know, we're in a situation at the minute where we are looking to buy a house. So we're with my mom and we're getting our deposit and everything together. And I'm like, why don't we have this? And why don't we have that? And I'm like, none of that really matters. So like that will be uh, 
a big moment for me um, and big perspective shift for me, because obviously I'm hearing health stories all the time and you just realize more and more how your health really, really is your wealth. Um, Daniel Davey, the performance nutritionist, I go back to him time and time again. He really started me off on my journey um, and it was a real sliding doors moment because he wasn't actually supposed to be on the show. There was supposed to be another author. And there was a bit of a mix up with the diary. And they said, look, we're really sorry. We can't give you that person. But how about Daniel Davey? And we said, yeah, he worked with Leinster Rugby um, and the Dublin GAA team. And he had brought out this this cookbook. And it was the way he spoke about food and attaching it to how you feel. And he also comes from a farming background. So he's got a real respect for ingredients. But everything he teaches you to cook is really easy and simple, but balanced. And it was the way he was speaking about long term health. Something kind of clicked in me. Um, So I always kind of go back to that day. And I decided that day because I'd been so overwhelmed for so long and I I really was feeling sort of tired all the time. Um, I had all the kind of brain fog. I was constantly doing different things. I didn't really know where I was at. But when he spoke about his way, I thought I'm going to do six months and I'm going to like, I'm going to ask him, will he work with me? And I did a real holistic way. I had another um, to Claire McGrath and Rosie Hart, and they had been bodybuilders who'd got like complete detachment from body image and their relationship with food. So they sort of retrained and would coach people in that. So I was looking at my the way I ate and my, you know, emotions around that and the psychology around that. Um, I worked with um, a motivation psychologist, Andy Ramage. He was a big banker, really successful. But as he says himself, he got to the age of 40 where he was fat, sick and nearly dead. And he just thought, I can't continue like this. Now, his journey began with giving up alcohol. Then he started, you know, talking to other people about doing that because he felt this consistency in his life just build and build and he stepped away from all of that but his thing was sort of getting up at five in the morning and he studied psychology he wrote a book and he was talking about those really small tiny steps so he was saying and it always blows my mind about if you want to meditate we all think right I'm going to get the cushion, the incense, the everything. I'm going to set this room up in the house, you know, so you might put that off for six months while you clean out the spare room. But finally, you're ready of your spot or you know where you're going to do your meditating and you're going to get up on Monday morning and you're going to do it for an hour. Cut to Wednesday, you hit snooze, it doesn't happen. Now you're annoyed at yourself and it's become a negative thing and you just don't revisit it again. And you say, do you know what? Meditation isn't for me. But he said for at least the first three weeks, 10 days, certainly, You have the app downloaded on your phone. You put your feet out of the bed. You hit the app. That's all you do. You don't do any more. You don't meditate, not even for a second, because you want your brain to think, oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And you're nearly scoffing at it. So you're not getting that negative buildup in your head. So after 10 days of hitting this app, you're a bit more like, come on, I think I could do a bit. 10 days to two weeks. So now you're on week three and you're like, I'm going to do 10 seconds. And you're going to do that for a week. And like, that's how much you need to build it, because we really like have to work with reprogramming our brain to come out of the negative and into the actually I enjoyed that this morning. Actually, I think I was calmer with the kids. Like I would never have said I was a morning person, but I did. um, The still is a a nice um, 
online organization, uh, Daniela Moyles runs it, and Natasha Vaviscore, and they do a wake up well morning. And they have um, Neil O'Muraku, who's Breathe with Neil. And you do um, 15 minutes with Natasha um, leading you in a meditation, 15 minutes breath work, and 15 minutes movement then with Daniela. And I used to like be half dead coming down to that and like dragging myself up from the meditation bit into the breathing, the movement. I'd be like, oh, God. But after the week, I was like, God, I feel much better. And the following week, I'd be more stressed dropping the kids to school. You need to test these things out before you can actually see the benefit of it. And I would have constantly said to myself, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a morning person. Um, But only by trying these things did I actually find that I could be those people? So they were all people that came on my show and they were all people that just gave me little nuggets that encouraged me to try certain things. But recently um, I've been doing some work with the Vicky Phelan Foundation. So um, David Brennan is an old family friend. Um, he would have pretty much grown up with Vicky and her family. And Vicky... Um, worked with an artist to do this big portrait that pretty much tells the story of her life and her journey uh, through the cervical check scandal and, and everything that we now know that has gone on. And he bought that, David did, at auction. And now he uses it to go around and tell her story and continue her message. And her message is that, yes, you know, we're always going to need screening and medicine and all of these things. And there's, you know, there's no question of that. I mean, Vicky herself, you know, went on drug trials, fought to get certain drugs. So, you know, 100% was behind that. But she said, we need to really tune into our own selves. We are the experts of our own body and we are the experts of our own health. And we really need to trust that she knew something wasn't right. And if you know something isn't right and somebody isn't giving you the answers you think you want, ask again, find somebody else. So much as I have all of these people in front of me and they tell me all these things and I take them, I try and attach them to myself. What works for me is going to be different to what works for you, Robin, to what works for everybody else listening, because we all have different lives, different experiences, different backgrounds, different metabolisms, different everything. So it's about, you know, trying on the different hats. But ultimately, we all know what we need ourselves. We just need to give ourselves the time to figure it out. It's so spot on. So true. Last question for you. What is your favorite thing to do for a bit of self-care? Um, I love getting out in nature. 100%. I'm very lucky where I live. Um, I live by the cliffs in Hoth. So I've always loved those um, cliff walks and the sea um, and something really calms um, with that. I adore sunrise and sunset, um, you know, because there's no doing in that if you just go down to the beach for sunset. And it was only really the lockdowns that taught me that because I'd be meeting friends outdoor and I'd say, you know, will I bring a cup of tea and I'll meet you down on the beach and we watch the sun go down. And sometimes I'll do it as date night with my husband and it's just a gorgeous thing to do or wake up and meet friends or do it yourself um some morning to watch the sun come up there's something so magical about that so nature is huge for me the woods as well getting out even to your local park walking around trees 
um that's where I kind of get that that spiritual connection um because we do need that and I think we've got really confused in this country because so many and you know for a myriad of reasons have begun to throw organized religion away and that's completely fair enough but we're not kind of replacing that with anything that that sense of ritual that sense of connection that sense of coming together that sense of awe and I think when you look at a big view or a sunrise or a sunset you kind of get this this feeling and you don't necessarily have to be each to their own now I I fully respect people that have a uh, have a faith but you don't necessarily have to be thinking well that's God's work or there's God or you know but there just comes a feeling or even that looking up to the the stars and feeling insignificant it's nice to feel insignificant once in a while rather than all our problems are so huge so nature is huge for me um as is lighting a candle I think there's just something about lighting a candle and saying this is my time be it a cup of tea or just two minutes or when I come in like I said to that evening time and I I light my candles and I get into my bed and I'm like everything calms so yeah bit of nature bit of a candle they are my two favorite things that I can do sunrise um one of my favorite things I just I just love it it's one of the best things I remember last year during the summer when we had the really nice weather it was like I used to get so excited about the week coming and be like okay I wonder is it going to be a nice sunrise today and I'd kind of set my alarm early for a certain day and like you said there's no you don't need to do anything you just show up and you just take it in and there's something so special about it and lighting a candle when I love when the sun is starting to set and it's kind of like it's not dark but it's dark enough to have like the room lit by candles and even last night I was just sitting in my sitting room and I turned the tv off and I I just sat there watching the candle and there was just something so peaceful about the stillness and the the simplicity of it as well and I don't know if it comes with age that you start noticing the views. Like my friend has a, a family house down in Clare um, and we all went down when we were 19, 20 and we didn't go back for years. But over lockdown, we all went back. But, you know, it's a good 15, whatever more years later. And we like pulled back all the neck curtains and we used to sit having our breakfast or having our, our drinks in the evening, looking out at the view because it was a sea view. And I said to the girls, did we even open the curtains when we were down age 19? I don't know if this appreciation comes for the sky as you get that bit older. But the more you look at it, the more you notice it. Like I'm constantly looking. I'm constantly looking for the moon and the full moon. And is it out or is it behind a cloud? And I know people are like, oh, it's so bloody woo woo, the magic of the moon. Like, you know, I'm not necessarily howling at it or, you know, living my life depending on where it's at. But there's real beauty in it um, and there is a real, I, I definitely get a lot. I definitely get a lot out of it. I definitely get excited if I could see a full moon or a sunrise or a sunset. Um, and I remember interviewing um, Sharon Gleason of Eco Wellness Consulting and she's a fabulous woman who was a completely burnt out social worker Um, loads of things were going on in her life. And she said, I just can't continue. And she trained in forest bathing, which is huge in Asia. It was designed in Japan and they, they fully prescribe it. And if you go in for very serious surgery, you'll be sent to a sort of a place where you look out at nature and walk in nature. So, and this is like proven in science that it does everything from lowering blood pressure to anxiety levels, to promoting healing. So 
it's 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 not woo woo. You know, there's some things about it that we can't touch, but there's some things have already been measured. Um, and I, I just think it's important to kind of bear that in mind. We kind of do tend to throw these these things away, but we are nature. So why wouldn't we feel good within it? Yeah. And I think you're right. It does come with age. I even look, I do like a little vision board on Pinterest, just images of stuff that I would love to experience or do each year. And I was looking at my one this year compared to last year. And like this year, I have like a picture of a girl. She's in sea swimming at sunrise. And that's one of my things. And then another one, it's like a picture of like this gorgeous, like living room setting with just candles and there's like an incense burning and it just looks really peaceful there's so much less material stuff on it now compared to when I used to do my vision boards I kind of I noticed that it's more into just like how stuff feels and the experience of stuff um which I thought was really nice I was like geez Robin you've come a long way because I used to always just put like I want this I want this and if I don't have it then I failed and life doesn't look like it should but it's a really nice place to get to, to just want to experience stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I don't leap out of bed every morning and get out into the garden and start looking at the sunrise. You know, that's not real life. I pull myself out of bed, wake the kids, have to wake them four times, you know, give out to my husband for not waking the kid. Like that is normal life. You know, of course it is. But, you know, maybe once a month, I'll plan something with some of my girlfriends to go on a hike, to go on a sea swim. We check the tides and we go and we get in at sunrise and we're like, why don't we do this more? I love this. Or like I say, you know, to the husband or even to my husband or the kids, you know, let's go for a walk and watch the sun go down. You know, it happens every now and then. But yes, I definitely get a a huge amount out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Claire, thank you so much. Do you have any events or anything coming up? I know you do um, some workshops and stuff for anyone listening or if they want to just find you um, and all of your your stuff about health and, and nourishment and not punishment, where can they go? You'll find me on Instagram. I'm at Claire McKenna Presents. I spell Claire without an I like the county. So yeah, at Claire McKenna presents and I put up everything that I have coming up I don't have anything in the works now I'm hoping to do something by the end of the summer um that'll be a night sort of retreat um and I have the gut health event which I I love doing because I think gut health is a really positive way to start because it's about what are you putting into your body to nourish your gut and and help it all work properly so that your immunity, um, your mood and your energy levels are where they should be. But you also need to be moving your body every day and you also need to be managing your stress. So it's a real holistic view of health. So it really feeds into everything I believe. So I've done one in Dublin, one in Cork. So yeah, I'm going to have to go somewhere else because look, I, I love doing it myself. I caught myself even in Cork. I was like sitting, you know, at the side because I, I obviously decided to wear a dress and heels instead of the leggings like everybody else so I could only kind of do the breath work and the yoga but I was mm. like god this is me at work yeah. yes you know I'm really I'm really happy it was one of those moments where I got really grateful for for where I was at you know and maybe look that wasn't a little thing that was a big thing to be having an event and bringing people together in that way but still I might have just got through that without even recognizing that yeah it sounds amazing. I'll um, put Claire's handle in the show notes and you can check out her Instagram at any events. But thanks a million for coming on. That was such a good conversation.
Loved it. And thanks for reminding me about all of the things that I love and like. Um, So, yeah, I'll have to get a sunrise or a sunset in soon. Thank you, Robin. Thanks a million, Claire.